What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Up in Flames. As always, I am your host, Mo Murphy, with one of my other wonderful co-hosts from time to time. He was on the last episode that we recorded. That's why I find it funny. We talked about the conference finals. And now my team is in the NBA finals. But without further ado, the president of the Off the Ball Network, and, and, and we're, we're going to get into it in a second after the intro, but the president of the Ball Network, Chris LeBron, but we will be back right after this. And once again, like I said, we are back with another episode of the Flames. We got Chris LeBron in the building. Chris, what's going on, bro? Not much, bro. Just, you know, you know, uh, watching these finals, enjoying basketball, you know, diving into the NBA draft and all that. But you said uh, you want to do a show and I, you know, got to stop what I'm doing and hop on up in flames. Yeah, 100 percent. So, you know, I'm not in the streets. I don't think you really in the streets, but word on the street is I'm supposed to be in Dallas next month. You're supposed to be in Dallas next month. So it sounds like finally, for anyone that don't know, me and Chris have not met in person. We've done podcasts. We've talked on the time, FaceTime, text, group chat. It doesn't matter. But Prez and VP, it seems like it's on the up and up that we linking up in Dallas next month. Because there's no way I can be there and you're there. And there's no way we meet. I don't care if it's an hour, two hours. Mm -hmm. Hell. If I was still going to be in Corpus and you was going to be in Dallas, I would have made that six-hour drive to be out there for at least a weekend. We at least got to yeah. do something, right? No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I got a new job that starts next month. And just the way they're looking at the time, and it looks like, and, you know, I hit you up that because I know you're in time. I know Texas is massive. So Texas I wasn't insane, assuming but, that, like, yeah. just because I would be in Texas that you're close by. And we, we, I say, yeah, I'm going to be in Dallas sometime around after the 4th of July, I, I believe. And I don't know exactly. So I don't get to get excited. And then, it, but it looks like around the time frame you're going to be there, I should be there around that time. So, you know, I've never been that far out, you know. So, and then like I said, you know, we haven't met, you know, in person, obviously. So it was like the perfect storm. It's like, you know, started a new career which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about, you know, uh, and the opportunity to, to, to link up in person. Like we've done these 9 million times, but yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a different level if, 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 if it does happen, you know, in person. And we've talked about this religiously for what, four years since we, three, four years since we've known each other. And, to, you know, yo, when we finally link up in person, it's going to be, it's going to be dope, man. Now it's a realistic possibility that, you know, this time in, in a month, you know, we might be actually doing something, you know, in person. So that's pretty dope. So, but uh, I hopefully 
it lines up to where you at, you know, um, you know, with the job and all that, um, I'll, I'll know for sure. Uh, but the possibility is, uh, is, is, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be dope if we, if we find, if we get this going. And it seems like, it seems like destiny at this point, you're going to be starting a new career. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be up there starting my new career, my transition, um, out of the military, which is something, bro, I've been waiting on this for a long time. You know, I mean, I've been talking about how long have I been talking about getting out? Well, for months. Know you, bro. I mean, yeah, but like I knew I was always going to get out in 2024, like November of 2024. I knew for sure I was going to be done. Broke my ankle, had a couple surgeries. Obviously, me getting out next month is um speeding up the process, getting medically retired, which definitely is a blessing. But finally, the date is set. I get out July 28th, um, but I start my training for my new job on July 10th. So pretty much and I'll be out there before that. Because we have a tournament in, in Dallas that weekend. Mm -hmm. So we have a tournament the 8th, 9th, and 10th. So I'll be out there before. So if you're talking about after 4th of July, then pretty much I'll be there or I'll get there. Like if I'm yeah. not, if you're talking about you'll be there the 6th, 7th, and 8th, well, it looks like I'll be in Dallas on the 6th. Um, and we're going to make something shake. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll do a live pod together. And, and we'll probably talk about the good times. And there'll probably be some stories that we can't talk about. But that's neither here nor there. Let's finally talk some basketball. Let's get on to the point. So the NBA Finals is going on. But, 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 and I hate to do this because I am a fan of one of the teams that is playing in the NBA Finals. And I love that it's been a great Finals. To me, up to this point, we're down 2-1. Rather be on the opposite side of that. But at the same time, Game four will be tomorrow night, and I'm not worried. I wasn't worried after game one. We come back. Game two, get the W. You know, looked a little sloppy. Uh, game three. But before we talk about the finals, Damian Lillard been talking. Damian Lillard been talking a lot. Damian Lillard been on Instagram Live. <laughs> Damian Lillard made a couple podcast appearances, and he's been talking, and he's been hinting, and he's been playing the hypothetical game. The one thing that he's been on JJ Reddick podcast on a couple of occasions, you know what I'm saying? He talked to the guys on all the smoke and he stayed pat on. I want to get it done in Portland. I, I'm staying in Portland. I'm staying loyal to the soil. He kind of built his brand of the Damian Lillard brand on being loyal to the soil. He's got a song called loyal to the soil. Like he's thrown shots at guys who don't do it the right way. Right. And, and mm -hmm. he's always said, yeah, I could always go to the Lakers and play with LeBron and AD and win the championship, but I don't want to do it that way. I could always team up with X and O and, and us three together will be unstoppable. But now I think Damian Lillard has woken up and started to smell the coffee that it's very possible that you've tried to stay loyal for so long. And you realize that you are just with a franchise that's not put in a position to be a title contender. And, and he kind of reiterated that when he says title contender, he's not saying where you think we're going to finish first in the West. He's more like build a roster where you give me a puncher's chance, a fighter's chance, because if you do that, I feel like I'm good enough to, to make that fighter's chance a reality. And I just don't see, I know they have the number three pick. Um, but before we get into that, because I do have a hypothetical on how Portland should handle it, but before we even talk about the number three pick, let's take that out the window. What do you think about the whole Dame situation and him kind of coming out and talking a lot now? I told you before, he should just, it's kind of him just saying that he, he, he wants out without saying it full blown, you know, and we've talked about this religiously, like it's time. And if I know, I know, uh, 
the Blazers are saying, like, you know, we want to build around Dave, you know, a shop in a third pick and all that. But in reality, you know, they don't want to do that. They kind of want to do go through that rebuild process, see if Shaden Sharp, who was highly touted and all that, you know, uh, they took in the top 10 last year, see if he's, you know, has potential to be a, you know, all-star player. You know, they got Anthony Simons there. He's still young. They just gave him, you know, a, a big contract. You know, um, I don't know if he's an all-star level player, but he's a, he's going to be he's a really good player. See if he they can work on it. And then with whoever that third pick is, whether it's Scoot or Man, whoever, you know, uh, Brandon Miller, you know, build around a core of those three. You know, so it's just uh, it, it's time. It's time for Dave to 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 get out, and now he's speaking out more. And it's yeah, it's Dame time. Is it's time to you know, and I just saw a report, you know, uh, that, that some uh, Juan put in the chat that, you know, uh, the Blazers, and I'll, I'll read it, that if the Blazers and Damien ever just, and it's always like if, it's always with Dame's if, hypothetical, trade, blah, blah, blah. And you know, and to me, we're, we're starting to see that a lot more. And it's like, I don't think it's an if, I think it's just a win. Mm-hmm. It I think it's a win. Like, it's going to, ha- I believe it's going to happen. And Chris Haynes will report that. Of the Blazers would would uh, assist him in trading him somewhere where he wants to go in the because Eastern Conference. Been so loyal, and we don't really see that in sports. You kind of, you know, uh, we've seen a lot of disloyalty, and you know, from from organizations trading people, you know, and them finding out on the ESPN ticker or Bleacher Report and all that. So, if that is the case, if you're Dame, and if the organization is willing to do that. Man, you're what is he? Thirty three years old, so yeah. and not not that his style is going to like he's going to be done in a year or two because he's not that he's not like a Westbrook type where he's like but, yeah you know he probably still has three three to four I say three, 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 three all yeah. all star all NBA caliber seasons left in him. Man, take advantage of that. You know, if you think you got you know those you know go somewhere out if it is out east whether it's Philly whether it's Whoever, New York, Brooklyn, you know, be a part of heat culture and all that. Why not? Especially if it's Miami, you know, um, because regardless if you guys win the chip or not, you can't go back next season with the roster as is. Like, I don't I don't think you can. I'm not going to agree with that. But I'll get into that. I'm I'm gonna disagree with that. Max Bruce is a free agent. Gabe Vincent, you're not going to read the the free agent, you know, having guys on – little you know, minimum contracts isn't going to it's not going to last you know those guys are going to want to get some money because they're shooters too so and yeah. what is league, you know uh built on is built on shooting so those guys get paid as we've seen in years past where shooters get have been getting the bag so that's why i'm saying like yeah you have to kind of do something you know retool a little bit you know uh and you don't want the heavy reliance on jimmy too you know because you know uh you know, you want someone else that could take the load, you know, the scoring load off it. Because sometimes well, we've been waiting on. You can't be Superman every night, you know. Right. Uh, and we've kind of seen it that he hasn't had those Jimmy games where he's dropping 40, 50. You know what? So imagine if he had a Dame Lillard on him, you know, and you have two guys who have that killer mindset. That would be that would be a good situation if you could work it out. But you know, I think Dame time. Um, I I don't see him in a Portland uh, Trailblazers uniform next season. I just think. Portland is just going to keep it real with him. They're going to keep it a buck and be like, hey, well, this hasn't worked. We got to a conference finals a few years back, and obviously it was against the, that Warriors team with KD and all that. And we were up. 
I think they were up by 10 in every game. But, you know, they just didn't have enough, you know, and they've regressed ever, every year since. I think it's just time. I think it's time. And, and we've, you know, uh, I think Dame time is going to head out east. Now, whether what team, I don't know. But I think Dame time is definitely going to be over. And I think he's saying it without saying it, you know. But uh, I, he's think preparing having, for it, I think they're having those conversations. They're going to have those re- real heart-to-heart conversations and be like, hey, I think it's time that we, we, we – uh, you know, uh, like 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 uh, Fast and Furious. You know, when they see you again, and everyone just goes their direction. That's that's how it's gonna end there. And I'm gonna be honest. Here's why I think it's time. If I'm Portland, I got the number three pick. Here's where the day I would have decided it's time. When that report broke that it looked like Charlotte is dead set on Brandon Miller. You get scoop at that moment in time. I have an opportunity to trade my superstar player for picks and players. And I get to draft my point guard of the future and have a young core to try and start to build around. I I, I definitely entertain that opportunity, but at the same time, you can't put it out too early. Like you can't put it out too early. The NBA finals, is, we're not even in the off season yet. And and we'll get into the NBA Finals in a we'll second. We'll start hearing more once the draft. When the draft is at the end of the month, I think we'll we'll, yeah. we'll start hearing more. And like you said, the ability to draft Scoot. Because listen, if you draft Scoot and you got Dame, Scoot's not going to play off ball. He's not an off ball player, right? You need the ball in his hand to be effective, right? He's not there as a shooter yet, so that actually would hinder Scoot's progression if you have Dame. Not there, right? you're young. Dame's still gonna. Dame's still all NBA player, like like we mentioned. Like he's gonna get his. He's looking for his thirty a night, you know. And and now he's gonna play with Scoot, who, who's a young kid who's trying to make his way. That's just that just that's just too much friction. That's why I just can't see you know that happening. You know them staying put and staying and drafting. Like uh, and I, I I give the keys to Scoot. You got Anthony Simons, who's been in the league a little bit, a few years. He's still young, but he's been in the league a little bit. And you add Shade and Sharp. I mean, that's a nice trio to build. And we're talking about Scoot, who if it wasn't for Wimby, he would be the number one pick. Because Brandon Miller's going to get picked by Charlotte for the simple fact that they have LaMelo Ball. So, like... You know crazy? I don't think that's going to happen. I think Charlotte is... And I know the Jordan Charlotte, I know we're thinking about Jordan. I think... And I've heard some people say it, and you know what? I'm like, this is what I would do. I'm Charlotte. I'm drafting. I'm drafting Scoot, and I'm listening to offers for Lamelo. I just think with Lamelo, and these are some things I had pre pre draft with Lamelo, and people were like, Nah, it's not gonna. You're not gonna worry about that. And it was the that competitive fire that that willing to want to be great. I feel like it. I think he loves being in the NBA for what it brings, you know, the money, the fame. I don't know how much, I don't know if he's ever going to be that winning player. He could be an all-star. He really is an all-star. He made the all-star team thing last season. I don't know. When I see Scoop, I feel like, yo, he's going to be in the gym 24-7. But a lot of those guys seem like that until they get them M's, though. Like, LaMelo was a growing superstar that we probably would have looked at a little different with his dad. Listen, man, I'm going to say it like this. If I'm Charlotte, I try and hang on to LaMelo and I get Brandon Miller. Because first off, 
Brandon Miller is another guy who could be that dude. So I'm not going wrong by drafting Brandon Miller while thinking that I have my point guard of the future. And if LaMelo stays healthy, even if he's like, I don't want to stay in Charlotte, I don't plan on re-signing with Charlotte, he's still going to have a lot of value. You're not missing. This isn't the highest value LaMelo is going to have. So you can still revisit this conversation while having Brandon Miller and maybe a younger core to get after. Where I look at where if I'm Portland and I'm seriously like, okay, if they take Brandon Miller on draft night, if it's like, all right, I'm going to wait to see how draft night shake out before I entertain the Dame trades before free agency where we can start signing and trading or something like that. I'm looking and I'm like, if I got school, I got my point guard of the future. I got some young guards and Simons and Shaden Sharp. But maybe I start looking to shake it up. I trade Dame somewhere. Maybe I start listening and I trade the best offer I get for either Sharp or Simons. I don't trade both of them, but I Simon, value, like, but I, it's just I value. I put both of them on the market and whoever has the best value is who I give up. Um, and it'll probably be Simons, like you said. But here's what I want to get into about Dame. Before we jump to the NBA Finals, Dame said something that it's not cryptic, but it's establishing and it's funny that it comes out that Portland's willing to work with him because here's what's going to happen. Dame said, I want to go to Miami. And he said, in a hypothetical trade, I would love to play for Miami. He also named Brooklyn. But he said those two teams, and he said over Philly, Boston, New York, or whatever other hypothetical trade y'all are trying to send me to. And he said, Bam is my dog. That's little bro, that's my dog. What's therefore means this is what Dame did. Dame knows that if he says, you know, if they come to a mutual agreement that they're going to trade him and Miami is the place to be, he just set Bam off limits for Portland and he just let Miami know that to get me, you're not going to have to trade Bam. What's therefore means if he says, I want to go to Miami and they're like the loyalty factor and you've done right by us, I don't think it's going to come down. And I've told you, I've told you this all year long. Miami cannot compete in a best package offer. That's I've my thing. I've said that. I've always said that. But I've also always said if somebody say they want to come to Miami and that's their number one option, then the best package won't matter. Because if he says, if Portland says, give me five teams in the Eastern Conference that you want to go to, and he says Boston, Philly, Miami, New York, and I don't know. We'll just say Chicago. Miami probably can't compete. Can't compete with New York. Can't compete with Boston. They get a third team if it's Miami. Yeah, because they got Jalen Brown. Like you know, what I'm saying so. Like okay, Miami's not going to beat that with Tyler Hero and stuff. They're not going to beat New York with the plethora of draft picks and some of the young guys they got. But if he's like, hey, bro, we're going to overnight this like the way KD did to Phoenix, then Miami's going to be able to get them for the simple fact. Portland's just going to have to settle on what they can get by doing right by Dame and sending him to Miami. And I've always well, told will them. Will they settle? Because what Miami can – will I they think, be cool with, like, Tyler – like, I know, think they will. be cool with Tyler Hero? Like, like, would they be like, yo, Dame, well, my, we know you probably – your number one option right now is um, to go to Miami. But what they're giving us – we're sorry. That's not good enough. Like, you know – would Philly be an option? Because at least we can get, let's say, Tyrese Maxey in return. Like, that's a better option than... But does Philly... 
So my thing is when you're Dame though, and business, you, though like yeah, we want to do this for you, but like it is, but at the same time, us, like, their picks don't mean like their picks aren't gonna mean we're in unprecedented. The only argument pushback, because I've told you, I said if it come down to a trade package, who can beat who? Miami has I think no he wants to be a Nick. I think Dame wants to I don't be a think Nick. so. Jalen Brunson, the Jalen Brunson emerged, I think killed that. Well, yeah, one, I don't I think he wanted to be a Nick before the season. But now it doesn't make sense for the Knicks to go yeah, get Dame and have Dame and I mean I'd be all in because if Brunson wasn't Brunson and didn't have like what he has, I would be like because I'd said they should have went all in on Dame Lillard two years ago, you know, when the rumors first started that you know um that they were interested in in, in maybe getting Dame as a free agent or whatever or trade option. But now obviously with Brunson's emerge, you can't have, you know, two guys like that in the backcourt. But uh, you know, Brooklyn. What Brooklyn can give is is interesting, but I think somehow he's gonna try to get his way to Miami though. Because and that's, and that's your championship like. team, your championship team. That's what he wants. He wants a ring, and that's what it seems like. And I think like as much as I wouldn't care, and, and I probably would care like two years from now. But if we won a championship this year, and that pushed Dame away because it's like he wants to be like a championship contending team where he's the difference on them winning a championship or not, and Miami wins, and he's like, man, I ain't going to be the difference now. They just won without me. Now it just seems like I just added more firepower, not in the Kevin Durant. Do you think – so let's say you guys win the title, which obviously you're down 2-1, but you guys can still win a championship. Do you think he – like you just said, and I didn't really think about it, but that does make a good point. Because you – I think as an NBA player – you want to be the reason why, like, a, you know, team wins. And, like, if you guys win a championship and he – you know, but that could fuel him to – like I said, Miami still needs to make up. But if we lose in the finals and we add Dame and we turn around and win the championship, it's like Dame was the difference. Yeah. We but were a Dame think, little way. But do you think you'd be like, all right, what's my next – all right, Miami, won, when they won the chip. All right, that does, that's not as enticing as it was if they lost. What? A, so what's the next? Is it Philly? Because if – he goes to Philly, right? James Harden, let's say James Harden leaves, and which, you know, most likely he'll leave, but we don't know. Anything could happen. You know, um, we, we, we're assuming that the Houston thing is, is real because that's what we've been told, but who knows how real that is. But what if Philly is an option? And what if he is the difference? What if I don't think if Philly he wins a chip in Philly? He's a god. But Philly doesn't turn as enticing because. Still, and look, Embiid's still there. But what he's you're never gonna had have, an MB before. what you're gonna have to give up because here's the thing he's gonna give maybe his list or whatever he's gonna have like hey if y'all can get a deal done with Miami and we'll just assume Denver wins the championship hey I want to go to Miami I think I could be the difference boom I think he would be if Miami loses I think from what he said even just mentioning Miami that high in high regards and I'm not yes I'm a Heat fan but I'm going by what Dane said I'm not going by. Let's play the hypothetical and play favorite team kind of thing. And going by what Dame said, and I think he'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll go play for a team that just made the finals because I know if they had me, I win the finals. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I look at Philly and it's like, okay, well, what's Philly going to have to give up? Because the farther you start going down the list, the farther you start getting down the list of preferred destinations, the more that team is going to have to give up because Dame really don't want to be there. So now they're going to play the card. Well, we'll just keep them. Yeah, Dame had you fourth on the list. You're offering it, but you got to make an offer to blow us away because 
the team that he wanted to go to is off the list. And now he's like, I'll stay in Portland before I go there. Unless it's just such a deal. Y'all can't turn down. Then I understand it. So now Dame could help Portland help him in a sense. But at the same time, is that really helping him? If Portland, bro, are you really giving up maxi? Cause it's going to be maxi and stuff. Like it's going to be maxi. And I don't know about players stuff, but like it's maxi picks and probably another player. Cause maxi ain't got that big payday yet. So his contract don't match yeah, to get he's, Dame. He's, a, he's rookie. He's rookie max eligible this year. So, so do you really want Maxi, Tobias Harris, and some picks for Dame? Like now, I'm looking at Philly, and it's like it's me, Joel and B, and what? Like now, what? What are we? What is this dynamic duo like? Now, if Dame feels like him and Joel and B is what they need, but. Bro, we we evaluate through podcasting. We evaluate through fans of the game and analysis of the game. Bro, you don't think he's going to be looking and be like, bro, Joel Embiid the past three years been a second-round playoff exit, banged up at the end of the year, ain't been to the Easter Conference Finals. So if I go there, what makes me think when health is involved that Joel Embiid going to be there? And then I'm going to be in the second round having to carry him for two or three games because Joel Embiid's out or he's playing compromise like we've been seeing for the past couple of years. Like, Dame's going to think about all that because this move is going to be his last move and he's going to make sure his last move is his you best. Brooklyn, you think Brooklyn's uh, – do you think Brooklyn's willing to go into the – get a star? I don't think they want to give up Mikel Bridges. I don't think they should, personally. I don't think they should do it. I think they I don't should. think they want to give up Mikel Bridges, and the problem is if I'm Portland, and I know, like, when we talk about Miami, like, well, if he's talking about playing with Jimmy and Bam, then the best you're going to get is Tyler Hero. But, like, we're talking about if you don't give up Mikel Bridges, the best that you're going to give up is who? Cam Johnson and Ben Simmons? Bro, I don't want this shit. I think it's going to end up just trying to be a three-team trade because a straight-up trade, I don't think Portland's going to be happy with all right. Look, like we just mentioned, those teams because even let's see the Maxi. Let's say Sixers are like, all right, we'll give you Maxi. Well, we just drafted Scoot Henderson, and we have Anthony Simons, and we have Shane um, Sharp. So not that you know, like you probably would try to trade Anthony Simons because like Maxi and Scoot was would probably be better. You'd probably be better off with that. Yeah, than Simons, you can't have all of them, but. You know, straight up, if I'm if I'm Portland, I'm like, there's not a lot of things I like straight a team straight up that's on his list on the on the top of his list. So I think that's possible without be a three team trade to make it happen. So they and can that's get the most likely. Return. Yeah, that's the most likely unless you're like unless he's like I want to go to Boston. Now we're talking because we got Jalen Brown and and some picks. Like okay, we got a young guy, all NBA player. <laughs> But I don't know if – but if he says I don't want to go to Boston, then that Boston stuff thrown out the window. If he's like – I, I put, think he does want to go to Boston. I, think, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think Boston's as attractive to people as we, we think because of their lineage – because of, like, the winning they've had, you know, throughout their – I don't just don't think guys rock with Boston. Yeah, Boston also, Boston also has only won – I know they've been to a couple, but they've only won one championship in, like, 37 It's not years. the Lakers. It's not the Lakers, like – you can't way, sell Boston the way you can sell Los Angeles. Yeah, like, you can't not, sell. It's just not sell. Like I'm sure he was maybe think about L.A., but I, I don't think they have the pieces to even. Think I just about I don't think he'd think about L.A. for the simple fact, like he never crapped on Philly. He never crapped on Miami, but the he's he did throw that. What am I supposed to just go play with LeBron and AD? He's from yeah. Oakland, right? He's from yeah, Oakland. He is right? from Oakland, but I mean, what, what about 
No. What about this trade? I'm going to say it. You know what I'm going to say. He's not going to Golden State. No, 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 no. Not Golden State. No, 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 no. Sacramento. Sac would be fun, but I, I think that's the Aaron Fox's team. But what about the Clippers? We're hearing the Paul George. If he about- went to the Clippers, he'd be an idiot. And the only reason the I think he's from L- he's, he's from Cali. You know, not, California, go back home, maybe. I don't know. They are not going to be there in April, May, and June. And that is they're what the stadium is about to open in a few years. But they're not going to be there in April, May, and June. Nothing about if I'm Dame and I'm talking about playing for a contender. Yes, if healthy, the Clippers are a contender, especially if you add Dame. 100%. I'm not arguing that. What I would argue, though, is the fact Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have both shown us come April, May, and June, they will not be available, and therefore Dame will just be in Portland 2.0 all over again. He's just in L.A. The Clippers will be Portland 2.0 come playoff time. Would he, would he entice Milwaukee? What about Milwaukee? I could see Milwaukee, but, I mean, my thing is, are you really leaving Portland? I don't think it's all about so you have, The difference is you have Giannis now. It's not all about would Dame know if I'm a lead? No, I know it's a bigger thing. It ain't all about basketball. But, but if you want, if you if it's about winning, then that's the ideal situation. If you care, if you're about, if you're going to, to go to a market because you want to sell more shoes or you want to be more recognizable, then obviously those are not the options. But I I don't know. He's in a tough. If, if this is what he's thinking, then. It's not as easy as we think, then. It's not it's as definitely easy as not think. as easy as we think, but I think Milwaukee really loses because, like, you're selling old. Like, you're you're selling, like, all right, we got Drew Holiday or we got Chris Middleton for you in a sign-and-trade or whatever, where at least, like, the Knicks got young guys in picks. Boston got Jalen Brown in some picks. Miami got – Miami got – I know it's not the most enticing. I get it, but I'm saying, like, when you're talking about youth, Miami got Tyler Hero and a couple guys and some picks. Like when I'm talking about Milwaukee, like you're you're gonna have to sell me to match salaries on Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. When I got New York selling me on these young guys and all these draft picks, I got Boston selling me on Jalen Brown in, in in a few draft picks. I got Miami selling me on Tyler Hero in a few, and I'm and I'm really pretty much naming that in that order. I'll even say Philly. I got Philly selling me on Tyrese Maxey and some draft picks, and then I got Milwaukee coming in in fourth. I mean Miami coming in in fourth place, selling me on Tyler Hero and maybe a couple minimal pieces here or there, and then some draft picks. And then I got Milwaukee selling me on Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, who Chris Middleton hasn't really been healthy in two years. Drew Holiday just got fried. That's going to weigh by and Jimmy I, Butler. I think, like, uh, Middleton's a free agent, right? So Yeah, so it would have to be a signing trade. But at the same time, like, if I'm looking at Drew Holiday, I don't want, like, I don't want to trade my Oh, wrong side of 30 point guard for another wrong side of 30 point guard. Who's not real. Who got, who got cooked by Jimmy. Yeah. But he's also, he's on the wrong side of 30 and he's not Damian Lillard. Like he might be all NBA defensive team, but he ain't all NBA first, second or third team. So that's where I'm looking at Portland. It's going to cost the third team. And obviously I think a third team will come in and they'll ask for what they want to ask for. But if Dame wants to go where he wants to go, and it seems like, seems like Miami would be in the lead, but, I want to get up off of that because we're talking about Miami so much as if they're not playing in the NBA Finals. We're talking about as if they're in the offseason and need to start thinking about these things. They don't. They need to think about game four tomorrow night, Friday night. That needs to be their focus. But they played three games. They're down two to one. 
Um, from my perspective, of course, me being a Heat fan, you guys going to come in and chime in when we lose and, and, and you're going to troll a little bit. Of course, like you're supposed to like you, you don't want your homeboys team to win 100 percent. And then when they do win, you congratulate them. Be like, I still hate you. You suck. Y'all suck. But at the same time, like people are there's some people who feel like I need to be worried. There were people who felt like I need to be worried after game one. I'm like, okay, Denver handle business. Like, what's the home team? And, and for take the seeds out of it. Like, yes, Denver is the higher seed, but they have home court advantage. I don't care about the eighth seed to me is out the window. So it's yeah. not this, oh, we're not even supposed to be here. That's out the window. But all I'm saying is if the Heat weren't the one seed in the Easter Conference and a better record than Denver, then they were going to have – Denver was going to have home court advantage. So that's right. So when they won game one, I'm like, okay, they handle business. They did what they were supposed to do. They won game one. Like, no matter what type of dominant fashion, they still got to come back and play game two in Denver. And when they lost, I'm like, okay, now Miami stole one. I felt like both – I felt like it was getting split. I said Miami – was going to lose game one and win game two. I said Denver's going to win game three and win game four. I said Miami's going to win five in Denver. Denver's going to win game six in Miami, and Miami's going to win in game seven in Denver. That's where I've stuck right now so far. I don't need to panic because based on my prophecy, I'm right where I'm at. If we lose game four, then sure, yes, you need to panic. You're down 3-1. You're probably not going to win the series. Maybe you're just hoping that you still, you know, maybe you're hoping you still, now we're down 2-2, or we're down 3-1, and we're going back to Denver. More than likely, everybody's going to tell you they're going to close it out. You're hoping you could still one there and maybe still one in Miami um, and then end up in a game seven. But, like, we're down 2-1. We stole one in Denver. Denver stole the first one in Miami. Why, why should I be panicked? Like this, like, why should I be sitting here thinking we don't have a chance in game four? I'm looking at Denver. I know they had two guys who had triple doubles, right? But at the same time, like, how many points did Denver score last night? Like 105? Like 106. It's not like Denver put up. It's not like they put up this crazy, like, oh, they scored 130 points on Miami while Miami wasn't hitting shots. Miami lost by 30. They should be worried. They haven't gone off yet. Bro, and that's what I'm saying where I'm not worried is like we are playing good defensively. Don't let a superstar's numbers determine how you're looking at how a team is playing defensively. Superstars are going to get theirs. If Jokic is getting 30, 20, and 10, but they're only putting up 108, 109 points, I'm fine with that because we shot so poorly last night, just like we shot so poorly in game one, and we still had an opportunity not to win the game, but to scare Denver into having to tighten up the last two to three minutes. And the two losses, we made Denver like, uh-oh, let's call this timeout late in the game. Hey, y'all do realize we can't give up this lead. Boom, boom, boom. We put the pressure on them. But then when we won game two, we were hitting shots. Obviously, the name of the game is who can hit the most shots, who can hit the most valuable shots, and score the most points. But if Miami comes out hitting threes in game four, why should I be worried? Nothing has told me in the series that I really should be concerned. Yeah, no. And Denver didn't hit threes last game. Now, you guys missed – You, I think you shot like 30, uh, 31% from three uh, in game three. But they shot 28%. You know, so, you know, if you're Denver, you're like, man, we're missing shots. Like, we, we should probably be up. And they, they could look at the same way in game two as well. But, you know, should you be worried? No, because, listen, you're in the finals. Like, <laughs> you know, if we want to bring up the eight seed, like – you guys made as an eight seed in a way. So, like, 
you know, we're playing with house money. Like we're not, you're not even supposed to be here. Right. To, yeah. I just, I don't, I hate the whole, we're not supposed to be here only because but, but, we're but, here, but you're here though. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but you're here. So like whatever that, all that's out the window, like you said, so none of that. So like as a fan, you should be like, no, I'm not worried. Like, cause game, game two, you know, everyone probably thought, man, Denver's definitely getting the first two at the crib. And you guys stop that. You guys had a. You guys are shooting the lights out in the fourth quarter in the second half. Stop Murray. You know, uh, close down a lot of the the passing lanes for for Jokic, and you know, more didn't allow him to do his you know Houdini stuff as a passer and all that. You know, so you know now people expected that. So you're playing with house money. Yeah, game three didn't go your way. You know, you got out rebounded by I think twenty plus rebounds. Which yeah, is, it was. It was you, know, you, you can't let that happen and all that. You know, you didn't shoot the ball well, you know, so, you know, it, you know, the third quarter got a little out of, out of hand and all that, you know, but you can see it like, I mean, if we can tighten up a quarter, you know, it seems like a quarter gets away from us, you know, cause other than that, it's like, hey, it was a tight game. Other than that, like the score doesn't say that. And you guys were down by 21, but like you let one quarter get away and, and then things got out of hand, but you tighten that up, which I expect you guys to do in game four. You know, that's why I expect it to be a lot closer, kind of like what game two is, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I wouldn't, you know, if you're a fan, no, you know, you shouldn't be worried, you know. Uh, you know, you should, that's like you weren't worried against in, in the last three rounds, you know. So, you know, yeah, this is a different team, different opponent and all that. But, you know, you still play to, you know, how you've been playing and, and you know, tighten some things up. And which I'm sure, you know, you got Spo, he'll, he'll definitely tighten things up. And how you played in game three won't be how you played in game four. I, I expect a, a lot, a lot of things to get cleaned up and all that. And, and uh, you know, like I said the defense has not been an issue really. You know, you guys have done pretty solid, not letting other guys other than Jamal and and Jokic, which mm-hmm. are the two best players, go off. Like Michael Porter Jr. is going back to the Michael Porter Jr. that I was worried about. You know, all for a lot of the season. You know that you know the aloof play on both sides of the ball, especially when he's not hit, when he's not hitting shots. He's he's like you can't play, bro, because then yeah. his defense. Gets, and it was crazy. I praised him on his defense. You know, you know, last week and all because I it really has them proof. But then he goes back to that you know lackadaisical defense when his his offense isn't isn't working. But uh, you know, Bruce Brown hasn't really been a factor. You know, uh, what, like he did against the Lakers, like the Lakers, I feel like he was like one of the big reasons why they beat the Lakers. Like he did all the little stuff that just demoralized teams, like those offensive rebounds where you crash the boards on a good possession, on a good, really good defensive possession where you just got everything locked down and they just throw up a shot and he's coming out of nowhere and gets those little tip ins. You're like, like those are demoralizing. And he did that a lot against the Lakers, but you haven't seen that from him, but you know, at the end of the day, you're going against a monster. Like, you're going against a monster and, and, and Jokic. And, like, I found it funny when people and people said, like, oh, the, the Heat let or let Jokic, you know, let him be a scorer in that game. It's like, no, the game plan is not to let him get 45. You know, you don't want him to get 45. The game plan is to close the lanes and all that so he doesn't get 45 and 15. You know, it's not, no, we want him to score 45. No, 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 no. That's not the case. The, 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 the game plan is to, all right, like we need to tighten up things because we let things way, lay too loose and he's just passing around. We close the passing lanes 
he, you know, he's if he gets 45, we can't let him get 45 and 10 assists, mm-hmm. and 12 assists. Then that's what worked. Obviously, last game he got what 33, 20, and 10. So you guys are very back, you know. But you gotta like people need to remember, like, he's a he's one of the best players in the league. Like, it's hard to stop those guys. It's hard yeah. to stop those guys. Like, it's not easy. Like, people we talked about with LeBron James, like, you know, people trying to stop. It's like, bro, these are why these guys are the elite elite. You know, he's just on a different level right now. He's just a special player. And, you know, it could be the case Miami just – they don't have enough right now. You know, and which I, I don't think you guys do have enough right now, but I'm not going to count you guys out because you guys have shown, especially in game two, gives you hope. You know um, that you guys are going to adjust and all, but it's uh, well, what Denver's done has been really, it, it's been really cool to see how they, you know, being more appreciated, you know, all that, and, and you know, a team that it's they just like you guys, they got a chip on the shoulder, you know. That's why I thought this matchup was going to be different because unlike the teams you played in the in the first three rounds, this was the team, a team, a true team. Right, that ball movement, and like I said, they had that big chip on the show, just like you guys had, you know. But this was different, though, because you know we went through the Jokic stuff all year round, all season round. Like, oh, you know, did he does he deserve to be MVP to this and all that? And like, as we see how Bro works, he don't care about any of that BS. He's like, bro, yeah, I don't care about accolades. I just, I just want to hold that trophy. I just want to win games. I just want to play basketball and all that. So. It's been good, but the series, like I said, it's not over. Can't count you guys out for one bit. I expect a lot of adjustments, you know. Um, but you know, it's 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 not going to be easy. It's Jokic is a, is a model, and then when Jamal, when they do that two man action, it don't matter what you guys do. Whether you put Jimmy on Jamal or you do, you know, try to put someone else or on the switch, you got it. It just might not be enough, but. You can't count you guys out, but it's 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 gonna be tough for you guys. It's gonna be tough for you guys, you know, for the rest. But uh, won't, I definitely won't count you guys out. But it's it's gonna be tough, man. It's hard to stop those two guys. And Jamal Murray has shown like he's not the typical like he's not your typical Robin. He's not your typical Robin. And like we can look at, he's not an all star and all that, but he it's it's just unique. This is the most unique series NBA Finals we might see in a long time. Because of like Jimmy, like it's still weird. How do how where do we put Jimmy in tears? Like when we talk about tears, because it's still like it's hard to be like, yo, is he on the verge of us being a super? Like if he wins this chip, let's say he win, is he a superstar? Because according to my how I go by superstar, he would fit the the criteria of superstardom. Like because I don't put Jokic in his superstardom yet, but he wins, he's in that, he's in that, he's in the VI, he's in the club. But it's like with Jimmy. Is he a superstar? Because I know the regular season doesn't matter, but it's like he's not like he's dropping 28 a game and in the MVP conversation and all that. So he's in it. But this is a very intriguing series and all that. Like, like when that's like when they talked before, like about oh, there's not this is going to be a boring series. Like, no, man, I, there's a lot of things. This is good like, basketball. This is good basketball. This is a, uh, two head coaches. We got the, you know, Spolstra has all the, you know, we all praise him and all that. And we got Malone, who's just as good as, you know, Spolstra, not at the level because he doesn't have the chips and all that, but he's been underrated for a while. And this is his opportunity to 
to go and, uh, and become an elite coach and all that. But to me, there was a lot of storylines, either the Jokic, the, you know, can, can is Murray going to get that love he's going to, that he's been waiting for and be an all-star next year, you know, get that all-star, you know, you know, boost next year. Cause he's never been an all-star. You know, I think that's my end if he continues and, and hoops, but I think there was a lot of storylines in this that are, are good, but you know, uh, like I said, can't count you guys out, man. It's good. You guys are not going out, you know, uh, you know, soft. You guys are going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting. And that's why you got to appreciate what you guys have done because you guys have been counted out round one, round two, round three, you know, blew, almost blew a 3-0 lead. People are like, what the heck is going on and all that. And and you fought through it. You dominated them in game seven, Boston. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, almost been on the wrong side of history. Like almost, but hey, almost doesn't count because that's what nobody's gonna remember that. Because there's yeah. been plenty of there's been times that's happened before, but we don't remember it. We can't remember on top of our head. Guess what? So that don't matter. Like you don't have to be a part of history because nobody's gonna remember that. And all people are gonna remember is Boston, you know, laying an egg in game seven. So you guys have had a great run, regardless of what happens. You should be happy as a if you're a Heat fan, you know, you should be ecstatic. Standing ovation, everything for for your team because they gave you every he you maximize. You don't see this in basketball a lot when teams max a team like your guys like you see in football right like my Giants. I always I think that's a good comparison. It's like my Giants 07 to like this Heat like underdog team. Like you see in football like teams make run, but in basketball you don't see this happen. Especially not an eighth seed. I mean, what were the first eighth seed to make the final since what the ninety nine Knicks. The, and that was the strike. That was a strike. That was a shortened season too. So like, still, that was twenty four years ago. That like, was twenty four years ago. And then before that, like we've seen eight seeds win before, but like they get bounced in. Like we always talk about the we believe team, but they got bounced in the second round by Utah, right? Yeah. We talk, but you know, and, and nobody thought like you guys made the finals and you're three wins away from winning a championship when you guys almost you're a playing team. So that's going to be the thing. You're the first playing team to make the finals and you could be the first playing team ever to win a championship. Like you guys almost lost to, you know, in the Chicago, like think about, yeah. and that wasn't too long ago. We're talking about what a month and change ago. And like walked into the series. I mean, me and Kev did a show and we're like, all right, bro, we're going to get packed up real yeah. quick. You know, we need to work. And, that, and that's a fair. And that's a, and I, and I, I listened to that show and I was like, everything you guys said wasn't, I, that was 98% of heat fans thought were, thinking the same exact thing, like, oh, we, we probably should just blow this thing up because we just barely made the playoffs. Like, yeah. And it's like, but that also gives you, like, I also don't think as a, you know, the GM, Pat Riley and company, I don't think you go into next season thinking because you made the finals or whether you win a championship and all that, you go start, you still have to make, you got to get younger and all that in certain positions. Well, we got different questions going into this offseason. We also have your first round pick, which is huge too. Yeah, but we also have different questions going into this offseason as opposed to the last offseason is because we don't have Gabe Vincent under contract. We ain't going to have Max Struess under contract. Exactly. They, they've outplayed, they've outplayed probably what we projected. We were going to have to keep them. Or pay them to keep them after this year. So like one of them, I think you. Lose yeah, one. you're definitely, and I think you keep one. And I'm gonna be honest, I think you keep Gabe Vincent and lose um, Max Struess. To be honest, um, that's the route I would go just for the simple fact, like Gabe, Max Struess is a good player, but Gabe Vincent has come up big in pretty much every series. He's had one or two of those those games against yeah. Milwaukee against the, against the Knicks. 
He did it against the Knicks. He game did it against Denver in the finals. Like, he did it against Boston. He did it against Denver in the finals in game two. He's our leading scorer. Like, you're looking at Gabe Vincent. Like, bro, he's been the difference in winning series this year. And how can I let that go? And you're almost like, if, I, if I'm if i not involving him in a sign and trade to send for Dame, like, bro, I pay the price to keep Gabe Vincent because he's been such a big part of the team. So, before we go, I just want you to give your prediction. You ain't got to go too far into it. We've been, you know – Pretty much almost an hour. Who wins the finals and in how many games? Denver and five. Stick it with my pick. Oh, you're disrespectful as shit. Denver and five. I'm going. I, I'm going and y'all can kill me for this. Y'all can say what you want. I'm sticking to my fandom. Heat and seven. Because so far, like I told Chris, I said Denver win game one. I said Miami will win game two. Denver wins game three. Miami wins game four. Goes to Denver and wins game five. Denver comes to Miami and wins game six. And we go to Denver and win game seven. And here's, I'm going to just explain very quickly why I think Miami wins in Denver in game seven. Because of everything you said not too long. There's a lot of people who feel like Miami should just be happy to be here. They're, They're not you saying that, but there's that thought process of throwing it out there. Miami reaching game seven is ultra ultra season of success that you didn't think you would have a month and a half ago, you know, coming in the beginning of April, you didn't think this was going to be a possibility. So with all that thought though, who does that put pressure on? It don't put pressure on Jimmy, maybe Jimmy Butler outside of that. Ain't no pressure on Bam out of bio, Max Strews gave Vince. All the pressure is on Mike Malone who been talking like he just been talking this and that. He's he's added pressure to Denver. Nikola Jokic, and it's not because it's not any pressure that Jokic has brought on himself outside of him being great. And what do we expect great players to do? We expect great players to win championships. We expect great players to have elite games and sh- and get those game seven victories and win an NBA Finals after winning two MVPs. We're talking about Jamal Murray, who should be an All Star, who. Maybe it's slightly been disrespected. Obviously, some due to injury, but and a little bit of being a point guard in the Western Conference. That's another is, thing too. Like, there's a lot of it's, it's hard to be a star, an all star in the yeah, West. Yeah, that's that's a loaded that's a loaded position right now. But at the same time, like you use man, maybe he been maybe he's a little bit better, especially when he ups his ante in the playoffs. Like, you get more respect the next year when you up your ante in the playoffs. That even if you're not doing what you did in the playoffs in regular season, we know what you're capable of come April, May, and June. So we give you that slight bump over the guy that depletes a little bit in April, May, and if they reach June. Well, now if Dame, see if Dame's going out east now. Yeah, now, now the, the, the guard spot, but now you're looking at the Jamal Murray, SGAs, uh, 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 De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, like that's the group. Yeah. That's the group of point guards he's you're kind of. He's in that together. Tier, because, you know, it's Steph and it's Luka. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we know it's Dane. But outside of that, like, that group is fighting for the all-NBA spots, the all-star spots at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Miami gets it done in seven. I think all the pressure – and I'm not saying that Nikola Jokic folds. I think statistically he could have a really good game, but it's not Jokic that I'm worried about stepping up in a big moment. His game is still slow, which means, like, when you need a quick bucket – if Jamal Murray's not hitting, you're not getting a quick bucket. You'll get an efficient bucket. You'll get the bucket. But 18 seconds. Somebody said, somebody said that he's the head of the snake. Like, And people, a lot of people, I forgot where I heard that from. Um, but somebody said, like, he's the head of the snake. And, like, people would probably assume, like, it's Jokic because he's the best player. 
but it kind of does make sense because it's like, like you said, Jokic is going to play at his pace regardless. And but he's he stops the ball because, like you said, he can get the quick bucket, right? If you need how many times, even in like game two, you saw how many times he was able to just get to the bucket a few times and like cut the deficit down, you know, and to make it a close game. Because that game, you guys had that game, like, yeah, it shouldn't have been one wire. Yeah, and then like he was hitting like. So like if you stop him from doing that, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. That like, yeah, you if you stop him, you you have a good chance of of because it could be forty seconds. You talking about game seven, forty seconds, Miami up two, and you're looking at Jokic, but like, okay, by the time he got that shot off, there's you know I'm saying twenty seven seconds left on the clock. Now we got a foul, or or we wait to go into overtime, but at the same time, Miami gets to play their own pace, use the whole twenty four. Shoot it with about 23 seconds left. Who knows if it's a long rebound? Like now they get the, they get to control it because Jokic is going to play at his pace. Don't get me wrong; he, he's a great player, but still, like if you, and then if you're asking Jokic to speed up his game to try and get a bucket, now Miami's at the advantage because that's taking Jokic out of his place of comfortability. Exactly. Yeah, End yeah. up trying to win the game and get the bucket that you need. He'll get the bucket that you need. It just not might not be at the speed that you're used to in the moment of the game, but he'll get it. And he'll probably force it into overtime, and now you got to step up. But at the same time, like down four, down two or down three, 40 seconds left. Jamal Murray come down there, you know what I'm saying, in five seconds, slice and dice, put up a three and tie it up. Now we're talking about 35 seconds on the clock. It's, it's a different ball game. I know I'm going to get the ball back. Miami might be trying to force a quick shot to make sure they get the ball back. Like So now you're in different scenarios just by scoring quickly, and I think that's the advantage that Jamal Murray has that Jokic doesn't. But it doesn't take away from the fact of how great Jokic is. It's just it take away the fact of being a big man in a center yeah, who exactly. needs to get to your spot as opposed to being a point guard who can yeah, create the ball in his hand and all. Yeah, that. I create my own shot. I got the ball in my hand. I'm a quicker guy. I'm six foot three. You know what I'm saying? Jokic is seven foot, a little bit slower, still elite talent, elite yeah. offense, and all that. But he exactly. doesn't really yeah, yeah. roll. And I don't think late in the game, if you're Coach Eric Spolster, the last thing you're going to let do is Jokic grab the rebound and slice and dice east and west all the way up the court like that. Like you, you throw your clipboard on a play like that. If that's how the game ends, or if that's how you end up going in overtime is because you let Nikola Jokic slice and dice his way down the court and you weren't able to come down and answer. But Chris, I appreciate you for joining. I appreciate everybody for tuning in listening. Make sure you go check out off the ball podcast. He's bringing some draft stuff. Make sure you check out off the ball network. We got a lot of draft stuff. Got some draft guys. Make sure you go check out my guy, Omar. He writing great articles. Nick Andre just dropped an article today. You know, I know Ken got one cooking up with this PGA and live stuff. So make sure you go to offtheballnetwork.com. I can't wait to read Ken's because I know he coming from a place of hate, which he should. And so that's going to be good. Every time he comes from a place of hate, he drops something crazy. Uh, and make sure you go check out Get a Bucket podcast with my guy. Go check out the Hoopers. Go check out everybody putting in great work over there at Off the Ball Network. But I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I appreciate everybody for listening. On that note, up in flames.